talking about the things that make your home service business go. Marketing, finance, systems, people. This is the Fight Club for Business podcast. Makes me that much stronger. Makes me work a little bit harder. Makes me that much wiser. Thanks for making me wiser. Hey there, hey. welcome to Fight Club. Oh. Welcome. Welcome, welcome back to Fight Club. Club. <laughs> Jinx, Martha, you owe me a soda next time we're here. <laughs> <laughs> this pandemic's all over here. Well, welcome back to Fight Club, everyone. We're so excited to be with you this Tuesday morning. And you can see we have another great, awesome guest with us today. I'm so excited to have Marcus introduce himself here shortly. Um, but what we'll go over briefly here is just the normal business of what Fight Club's about and what we're really here to help you guys do. So we are a group of self-employed industry experts and we are here to help you fight for your business, whether it's during this struggling, unprecedented times or in the future when things are happy and great. There's always gonna be a little bit of uncertainty in business and we wanna make sure we're here to help you through that. So we cover four areas of business. We have marketing, operations, systems management, and finances. So we really cover four not so fun maybe areas for some people, depending on who, how you are business-wise. <laughs> <laughs> but we're here to help you fight through those struggles. So I'm Taylor Maroney and I co-own a power washing company down in South Florida with my husband. And I also have been working in the marketing industry for a little over five years now. And I'm super excited to be with you today at Fight Club. And well, to my, to my uh, left, <laughs> I have Marcus Sheraton, and he's here to introduce himself and tell you what he has to offer with us today. Yeah, I'm just a glorified pool guy. Uh, at least that's, that's what uh, I'm, I'm known as in many, many parts. <laughs> I, I started a swimming pool company in 2001 called River Pools. And um, uh, the quick story is uh, we did some cool things that led it to become the most traffic swimming pool website in the world. And today, um, we're one of the largest uh, installers and also manufacturers of fiberglass pools in the U.S. And we have, uh, now we have franchisees all over the country because uh, we're franchised too. And um, I own an agency and uh, my book is They Ask You Answer. That's what uh, really I'm, no I'm known for is that book. And it's done quite well and been translated now in lots of different languages and has just taken off. And even though it's three years or three and a half years after it was published, it was republished in a revised version last year, but it continues to just to, to do great. And i um, so happy about that. Awesome. awesome. Well, we'll, well Marcus, we're so happy to have you here. I think you, sorry, am I bugging <laughs> right here? No, you're good. Come on yeah, in. It's a little delayed. You're good. Sorry. I'm in the mountains. I'm in the mountains. <laughs> I'm trying to be on vacation. Uh, Marcus, we're so happy to have you here. Uh, definitely a bunch of fangirls around here. I think Martha was the one that introduced me to your book. Uh, and I, I, it's really been helpful for our window cleaning business and to kind of get in the heads of our customers. My, my name is Megan Likes, and I am the founder of Bookkeeping Academy Online, where I educate and empower small business owners to know their numbers so they can live more financially rewarding lives. I also own Life's Accounting Firm and we will do it all virtually. Uh, we also offer virtual CFO services. And I'm the co-owner of Jeff Place Clean Windows and Gutters. So window cleaning and gutter cleaning company based in Northern California. Definitely my favorite of all the businesses I own. And I'm very happy to be here. Happy Tuesday and welcome to Fight Club. <laughs> 
Thanks, Megan. And I'm Michelle Myers, co-owner of Pink Collars, and we put remote CSRs in your home service business all over the nation in tons of different industries. And I also run the Safe Distance Service Association, and that's a place where you can uh, get a badge for your business that says that you're following safe practices during this unprecedented time. So Marcus, we are super excited to have you, and I've they asked, you answered, uh, my website, and I want to I want to see what you think later <laughs> on, maybe offline. I need like a check from the, the master there, but I'm super excited to have you here. So welcome and welcome to Fight Club. <laughs> Thank you very much. Okay, my turn. I'm Martha Woodward, and I'm co-founder of Quality Driven Software. I teach a course called Level Up, uh, Build Teams That Give a Shit. Sorry, Marcus, I coast already. Um, and then I also own a maid service in a neighboring state. So that's me. Well, Passing that's it back it. to Tay. Awesome. Well, we love to jump right in. So um, as Marcus mentioned and all the ladies mentioned as well, I'm going to spend some time talking with you about um, the Ask You Answer, the book. And Honestly, I have been preaching this, even though I'm in very young years, this to all of my marketing clients from day one, education and content is so crucial to a business. And I would just like to spend some time kind of talking about how when you look at educating your customer and then you transition that into your content, how much value that can really have before you even get to a sale, because we're talking I mean, I know in, in your book, you had mentioned about 70% realistically is what we're looking at prior to the sale that customers are going through and researching. And that's a huge amount. That means, you know, our sales guys and our sales team are really only putting about 30% of effort into that sales process. So um, for me, I know marketing wise, I want to talk about the website, which also will kind of tie into what Megan's talking about too, and the content. So in your experience, what have you seen specifically about education prior to the sale that is so important? Well, you know, it's one of those things where if you look at the way most, it seems like most companies know they're supposed to do content, like I'm supposed to do content, but question is, does the content really induce the trust because that's what we're going after right does it does it make everybody say wow i just love these guys i don't know what it is about them i mean it's just like it's like they know everything that i'm thinking and i feel like everything i've ever learned from them i learned on their like everything i've learned about this industry i learned on their website that type of thing and there's a huge difference between the content that most companies produce and the content that most buyers and potential customers want to consume, read, view, etc. And that's because they just see the world differently, buyers do. And they ask questions in a way like you and I do all day long. That's not generally like the way businesses talk about them. And this is the big divide. This is why they ask you answer tends to resonate because it doesn't overcomplicate things like content strategy. If somebody says, hey, I heard that looks cheap. Is it true? Are you willing to talk about it, right? And so people used to ask me, Marcus, do fiberglass pools look cheap? Well, I can either talk about that or I can ignore that. 99% of companies that sell fiberglass pools ignore that because they think that burying your head in the sand 
is actually going to give you some type of advantage, which is ridiculous in 2020 in this information slash digital age that we're all a part of. And so I think once you just stop pretending that people are dumb and you start treating them like intelligent human beings and you say every question is relevant and I'm going to address it because if I don't address it, well, then they're going to learn it from somebody else. And I refuse to allow them to learn it from somebody else if they could have learned it from me. And there's the trust, right? That makes you different. You don't have to have some crazy different business model to be different. Like, yink, like everybody's like, I want to be a purple cow, like Seth Godin says. Okay, well, if you want to be a purple cow, just answer more questions more honestly, frankly, transparently than your competitors do. That's a win. That's a win. And that's a huge, it's a huge win because not only, now I know you've mentioned this too, not only can you do it on your website, but you can do this in person. You can implement this while you're sitting with a customer, whether it's, they happen, we had it happen, no joke happened to us last week. I had to um, work with my husband on site, which doesn't happen too often, <laughs> but I was on site working with him and a gentleman came up and approached him and said, you know, I love what you're doing, but why should I hire you? Like, what is different in comparison to you, to, you know, Joe, who I pay $99 to. And my husband immediately said, he was like, you know, we, we cover plants, we protect your property. We only use a certain type of mixture. He was as black and white as black and white could be with our power washing process. And the guy ended up stopping him probably about three quarters of the way through and said, that's it, I'm sold. He was like, put me on the schedule for Monday. And it was just because of the honesty that he had put into what he was saying. There was no sales pitch. He did not tell him a single price while we were talking about it because he just wanted to know education wise what we did differently than someone else and why he should want to come with us. So it really transcends from the website even into in-person speaking, which I think is something that so many business owners, like you had mentioned, tend to forget. It's not developing this whole new concept about how to sell your product or sell your service. It's really building that trust and allowing that consumer to know who you are and who you are as a business. Which yeah, is you know, to, to your example just now, Taylor, the issue that a lot of businesses have is they don't answer that question that you just said, that that gentleman asked, uh, I believe your husband, they don't answer that until they are asked in person. And the sad part about that is by that point, you've lost a mountain of potential customers simply because you didn't address them on the front end. And so the smart company says, you know what, we're going to openly talk about how we don't charge what everybody charges on the front end. We're going to openly talk about all the things that we do that are different. We're going to talk about why we're on average 30% more than the competition. Not only are we going to talk about, we're going to brag about it. And then so that people literally say, because there's two ways you can look at it as the business. You're worried that they're going to say, wow, you're 30% more. What's wrong with you guys? Or geez, you do all that and you're only 30% more. It's the same thing. But because one was so dramatically educated, right? That is when you understand this thing that we call value proposition in business. And the last thing I'll say about this is 
most industries get commoditized because ignorance is allowed to exist in the marketplace. And it's not until we teach the marketplace and really lean into, here's what defines good and bad, high quality, low quality, great service, bad service, right? High skill, low skill, all those things. It's not until we do that, that we're able to decommoditize the thing that everybody else is trying to commoditize. Absolutely. And it's, so if there's, and what we're saying, you know, putting it into action, which is something we're really big about on this panel. And for one person to take this concept and put it into action, what would be your recommendation? What would be the one piece that they could do today before five o'clock tonight, they go home with their family that they could put into action and start to transform their business? You know, I would say, I would say the most basic yet still what works the best. So I'd say, what are the top 20 questions you know you most consistently hear from prospects, from customers regarding that thing that you sell, right? And ask yourself after you brainstorm them, have you addressed that well on your website? Mm. Through text, through video. Most people have not addressed the majority well, if they're being honest with themselves. And so that's the first thing. And now you can start to leverage that content in your sales process as well. So it's not just a marketing tool. It's part of, a, a, you might call it sales enablement if you're a marketer, but this is helping people move through the funnel faster because you produce the content that's gonna address their questions, especially if there's other decision makers and they're going back to that person and talking to them about that particular company they talked with, right? So you wanna have the content there that helps fill the voids in your sales process. It's critical, it's simple to do. Does it take a little bit of time? Yes, but you know the questions. It takes you 10 minutes to brainstorm 20. You've been in the game for a while. Anybody that's listened to this, right? Mm -hmm. So that's no science. Yet most companies still haven't done it. That's so true. I worked with so many companies over the years and. Um, even just a simple facts and questions page on their website was vacant. There was nothing, no, no sign of it, no real answering of what they can do to help that consumer yeah. solve their problem. So yeah. that's, that's leads really right into what Megan wants to talk to you about. And that's how she can then take that content on those websites and financially look at it from a different angle. So I'm going to kind of let her take over. So thank you so much for spending yes. some time with me. Absolutely. Yeah. So I, you know, I like to talk about money and I, I want to bring it back to why somebody should do it because we, we got to see somebody from your marketing firm speak at the quality driven conference this year. And it was, it was one of the best talks I've ever seen. Impact did a fantastic job. And I think he gave us like the seven videos your website needs. And, and everybody was like so pumped listening. I think it was Zach that did it. Everybody was so pumped listening to Zach talk about why our website needed these seven different areas. And but I feel like then there's like a little bit of an overwhelm, like, oh, I'm not good at video or I'm not good at writing or, you know, I, I don't have time or I'm yeah. getting enough lead or whatever. So I want to like give the listeners an incentive and, and I don't know if we're gonna be able to quantify this, but we're going to try. I want to give people an incentive for why they should do it. And if they start with the one that you just said, if they start with the 20 frequently asked questions, I think you and I can come up with about 10 really good reasons why they should do that this week as part of their homework and just get it on the website. And it can be massively imperfect and it can be a working document, but, but just getting it on there and starting, because 
I do know, and you know, having been an entrepreneur, continuing to be an entrepreneur, having multiple businesses, there's lots of things that pull our attention every single day, but this really is a priority and it's a priority on so many levels. So if you don't mind, I'd love to just like hash out, you know, why, <laughs> why do we do this? Not only does it get our clients to know, like, and trust us, but there's a couple other really key reasons, I think. So um, if there's any that come top of mind to you, I have a small list and we'll kind of go back yeah, and let forth. Me, let me, you said a few things there just caught my attention. One that you said early on is, you know, lots of times people say things like, ah, she has videos. It's like, I don't know about this. And, you know, I think it's critical as we really lean into sales and marketing in this digital realm. One of the things that business owners have to understand if they're going to be successful is the marketplace doesn't give a you know what about our opinions. And so, if you do not like video, the marketplace has never said, you know what, they don't have any video on their site, but <laughs> I bet you they don't feel comfortable on camera, honey. And if they don't feel comfortable on camera, we can't expect them to show us what we want to know. You see, nobody in the history of the world has ever said that because buyers care about buyers. All right. So quickest thing that we have to do is get over our opinions. And most of us have, have realized that. You know this, Megan. How many people said to you, I'm just not good with numbers. You're like, oh, that's fine. You might not be good with numbers, but your numbers are going to cause you to either have financial peace or financial ruin. And so you better start to develop a relationship with numbers as a business owner. You cannot be the ostrich with those either. The thing about content is people say, so what's the ROI? And I love that question right? Some I people hate that. Some people hate that. Like, <laughs> we shouldn't be asking what's the ROI. Like Gary V still is known to say, have that phrase, what's the ROI of your mother? It's like, you know what? I really don't think that was a very good answer. And the reason is because <laughs> never in the history of the world can we as marketers track stuff like we can today, or as business owners, can we track stuff like we're tracking it today? You know, Michelle is going to talk about HubSpot, which is to me a, a great revenue attribution tool when it comes to producing content. If you look across the board, there's certain things that definitively I know it can do. Let me give you an example. Number one, there, it's, a, it's a fact. We have all the empirical data that says the more content somebody consumes on your website, the higher the closing rates. Okay. And in fact, there's a tipping point for most businesses that all of a sudden closing rates explode. That's clear revenue. All right. It's just right. It's just obvious. Free, also, free money. yes, yeah. free money. We also know for a fact that the more content somebody consumes, the shorter the sales cycle. All right. Empirical data. It's all there. Why is it a shorter sales cycle? Because as they're consuming more from you, they're either opting in or opting out faster because they're pushing themselves either down or out of that funnel faster, which means they're falling in love or out of love with you faster, which means they're not as desires necessarily to call those other companies or get three or four more quotes or do the due diligence that we've all heard about a million times as business owners, right? So that's definitive. We can also track revenue back to pieces of content. This is in the ask you answer, but you know, I did an update recently on, um, a lot of people have asked me about that. How much does a fiberglass pool cost article? You know, we were the first ones to openly talk about cost and price in the in-ground swimming pool industry as an installer. Nobody else wanted to talk about it because there's all these lame excuses like every job is different, right? It depends. We don't want our competitors to see it. We don't want to scare them away, which 
if you really root it in psychology, are all grossly false based on the way we behave as buyers and consumers today. That being said, I did an update on this. One single article that I wrote in 2009 that took me about 45 minutes to write at my kitchen table has now generated about $15 million in new business that we would not have had. Uh, these, are, these are customers that came in through that particular article to the site, right? That's what brought them in, and eventually they bought. And so I can tie the customer back to that initial piece that essentially led them to us. And that gets the revenue attribution. And so I have multiple, and I really mean this, multiple articles at this point that have generated over a million dollars in revenue each, okay? That's powerful. And that allows you to say, wow, this is working. Now we can hire other people or we can bring on additional resources or additional tools. But too often we don't track stuff and because we don't track it, we sit there and we argue about whether or not it's working and should we hire, should we not hire, should we have that tool, should we not have that tool? And that's just dumb. And we don't have to have those conversations anymore in 2020. We can be dramatically more aware of what is and is not generating revenue for the business. Well, and you just gave them a $15 million reason. So, I mean, I feel like that's almost like a mic drop <laughs> from one article. Like, please just go ahead and, and write that one. Or, Think about it, Megan. Know, one article saved my yeah. business. One right. single article not only saved my business, it saved my home from being uh, taken by the, by the bank, my two business partners in their homes, because if we'd lost the business, we'd have lost our homes from the bank. It saved, at the time, 16 jobs, of the employees that we had. I mean, just think about it, you know, and today we employ over 75 people, right? They wouldn't have jobs had that article not been written. I mean, because that article well, has been the catalyst to everything financially for us since that time. And well, and I think about it right now in this context. So if you're listening right now and you are struggling and you are in a dark place with your business because coronavirus just slapped you in the face and keeps going, yep. like maybe now's the time. Like maybe now, maybe now is the perfect time to pick up They Ask You Answer. And Marcus is very vulnerable in that book about how dark that place was and how desperate the business needed a change. He had to think differently. And then he gives you a roadmap to start. And he just gave you an idea of something that you could do today. I mean, 45 minutes at the kitchen table, that we can all find that, right? Every single one of us has that somewhere. Um, so, so yes, writing articles, yes. But Tay, it's funny because Tay has a background in SEO. And I was kind of thinking about this before we came on this call last week. And I was thinking how, you know, it, when I said it's free, I mean, it's essentially free when you're producing content that's searchable, that, I mean, that, that it's just your time, right? And, and yeah, I, and the sad I thing about that, bit. Megan, is a lot of people don't take that time until they feel financial pain. You right. know, in a perfect world, instead of waiting till you're looking over the cliff like I was, right, and there was a financial gun to my business's head, you do these things proactively so that when the storms do come, right, when the COVIDs do strike, that we're at least more prepared than our competitors, right? That, that is the idea. It's the law of the harvest. We cannot have the healthy crop at the end of the season if we're not willing to plant the seed on the front end. And 
you know, still there's a lot of businesses that just want to skip that. And that's why many aren't going to be farmers. They're just not, not going to do it. They'd rather look for the shortcut, right? Yeah. And shortcuts are just that. They, they don't have, you know, the beauty behind the Ask You Answer, it is evergreen. Uh, it's working as well today as it was 10 years ago. It's not going to change based on some update by Google. It's not going to change based on, okay, what's the newest social media platform of the day, right? This is this concept of be the best teacher in the world, engender more trust than anyone else, shorten the sales cycle because of it, and ultimately see more revenue. That is going to be around in 20, 30 years. That's nice to know. Yeah, I love it. And I'd like to break it down just short, just really briefly. So shortening the sales cycle, the economy of that is you're spending less admin time. You're spending less sales time. You're getting a higher closing rate or conversion rate because you have more qualified leads by the time you have somebody on the phone with them. And you're getting a higher ticket, a higher average ticket because they have higher perceived value. And yep. Marcus and Tay just gave an example of why your prices were 30% more. If you're sitting there afraid of raising your prices, then write your 20 frequently asked questions, raise your prices and, and see how it goes. I think you'd be amazed at how much warmer your traffic will be. Um, I love Responsibid as a sales accelerator software. Have you ever heard of it, Marcus? Or is that I've not you, used it. You're familiar with? Okay, I love it. And I could just see like the power of Responsibid and they ask you answer on your website as a sales accelerator. You could basically make this a hands-off process. Um, in terms of selling your field service business to your customers in a way that they want to buy. Um, so yeah, they, I, I geek out about it because I mean, if you've done the math on raising your average ticket or raising your conversion rate, I mean, this is, this could be a $15 million equation for you very yeah. easily. Yep. Absolutely. Um, and like you said, you do it once and you keep refining it and it will pay for years to come. It will, the content will, will pay back. Right. Sure does. That's the beauty of it. It's the gift that keeps on giving. And it never asks for a, a raise. It never leaves you for your competitor. It never takes a day off. It's just wonderful. No, I love it. I love it. Okay. I, I just want to do one more thing. I know Michelle's going to give me the hook in just a second, but you, you own a marketing firm now. And, and I have a feeling you have a marketing firm that, that looks at numbers because I, I actually help a couple of marketing firms from an accounting standpoint, and you have quite the reputation with HubSpot in a very good way at your accounting firm. So can you talk a little bit about, so you're getting free strategies right now, and they ask the answer has free strategies, but when somebody's ready to go to a marketing firm, how do you, how do you help them like define a budget and how do you help them like get started? How do you, I'm assuming you do marketing by numbers also, so not just words, but numbers too. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, we have, I've got a, a 65 person firm. Um, the core of our business is helping companies do they ask you answer. So just like a lot of companies are doing, uh, let's say EOS and traction, right? They might have a coach and, and someone that helps implement the, the system. Um, and those folks have a, a, a uh, less of a learning curve, right? And so a lot of people will read the book and frankly, they'll think they're doing the ask you answer, right? <laughs> and they're, just, they're just missing a lot of key elements or they're doing it, you know, 75% well. And that ends up costing time and money too. And so uh, it's become such a movement that 
it allows us to do a ton of training and coaching. And the one thing about us that makes us different as an agency is we teach companies how to fish and feed them for a lifetime. Um, whereas most agencies, they just do it for you. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just, I just really, really like the model of teaching you how to be world-class at producing your own videos, teaching you how to be world-class at producing your own articles, um, doing most of your own SEO or doing most of your own email marketing uh, without necessarily needing to outsource that, right? And so that's the model, it's really great. Most of our customers are in that five to $100 million range. That's pretty consistent in terms of like uh, the, you know, the average customer. Most customers spend between five and $12,000 a month. That's the norms, some spend less. We do websites, we build websites. The average website we do is between 15 and $40,000, you know? And notice how I say these things without flinching. And that's how every business should be. You should be able to talk about your prices without, um, hesitating because it induces trust in your audience and everybody can like say wow it's not a good fit for me but I love the fact that he just said it like it was he didn't beat around the bush and didn't just say simply it depends right yeah and you qualified them you just did like a five second qualifier too sure it was fantastic 100%. yeah okay I'm gonna pass you to Michelle we keep switching Michelle yeah. right we're gonna talk about technology yeah, yeah. we're gonna talk about how we're gonna track all this okay yeah. and next yes absolutely so uh, Doug and I just moved pink collars to HubSpot and we are super excited about it. We're brand new babies in HubSpot. We're just learning how to do automations and have things go out in sequences. I'm forcing people, no matter what they've done, to kind of go back and visit that frequently asked questions page on our website. It has all the video explanation of stuff. So I'm constantly trying to make them re-engage in the education so that they're ready for the onboarding call. Um, tell me how you guide people in HubSpot and what kind of the sequences are, how many times should you touch somebody? I know these are really detailed questions, but it feels like it's, it's endless and I don't want to go down a rabbit hole. How can we keep from doing that when we're marketing for our business? Well, you know, if somebody says to me, what is the, first and foremost, what is the fundamental core purpose of HubSpot? To me, or tool like it really, is that at the end of the year, you're not debating what did and did not work in terms of your digital sales and marketing. You're able to track to the point where you can say, okay, we might have put this much time, effort, energy into like we were talking about producing content or whatever that thing is or mm -hmm. social media or PPC or whatever that thing is. But here's the return on our investment. That's a powerful conversation that every business owner, certainly every marketing team should be having. At a minimum, I would think on a quarterly basis, you should be saying, is it really making us any money? Mm -hmm. And what's making us more money than other stuff? Where should we spend more focus, more attention? You know, too often in this world, we do things because we think we're supposed to, right? Well, I'm doing social media because everybody says I'm, I should be doing social media. <laughs> yeah, but if, if, you sp if you have an hour of time, and you know that an average hour of time producing content generates $100. An average, an hour, an, an hour of time on average for social media generates $5. Where should you be spending your time, right? Mm -hmm. And to me, that's foremost what a tool like HubSpot does. It gives you the ability to have attribution. And if you can set that up, which you can, not 100%, 
but you can set it up a lot more than we generally do. And I think that is absolute key. And the other side of it is, you know, when it comes to just having everything, the other, the other component I like about HubSpot is the, the capability to have everything under one roof. It's hard using seven different marketing tools. The reason is because generally you get drawn to one over another and just the natural way is to start to get uh, proficient with one or few versus many, right? It's hard to be a jack of all um, marketing tools, right? You're better off being a master of one. And so HubSpot gives you that capability, especially now because it's got the CRM that's built into it. So it's got the sales side, it's got the marketing side, which it's always had, and it even has a service side at this point. And you can use it for a, a large portion of, of, the, of the things you'd want to do, especially like email campaigns, sequences, like you said, Michelle, mm -hmm. you know, uh, just, uh, just things like that. And, and the other thing about it is, I don't think we should, we should um, seek automation in all things, but we should use automation when we know we're going to drop the ball, mm -hmm. right? And, you know, with that prospect that came into the system that is just not quite there, but needs those touches over the course of the next two or three or six months or whatever that is, that's when automation really works its magic. Because you know you're not going to remember to follow up with every single one of those individually. It's not viable. It's just not possible. But having a, a campaign that does that for you is smart and having a campaign that you know starts with the buying guide and then goes to this next thing and then goes to the next thing and they're just slowly working down the funnel and you don't have to be the one that's efforting that the whole time that's really really valuable and that's what's possible when you have automation in place yeah i love it no we're just now working with some people that are doing you know video and audio installations um uh, we have actually a pool installer and we actually just brought on a new guy that does deck builds and they're all using hubspot even for all of the benchmarks and milestones in the construction project. So they're able to move people through the process and we can very easily set expectations for the customer because we can see almost like a Trello board, right? It, where in the project that customer might be landed. And it, it's just wonderful because they're continuously educating based on that milestone. And yeah, I just, nice. I'm, I'm digging it. So in terms of home service businesses, I know there's some other automation or there's some other technology out there that you wanted to mention. Can you tell us what you're seeing on the horizon? So there's one that I'm guys? really, really hot on right now that okay. probably <laughs> nobody here has ever heard of. Uh, and it aligns with something that I've been teaching a lot more of. And this is incredibly specific to home service too. So before I uh, mention the tool, let me just say that I think the trend of self-selection and we'll call it choose your own adventure is massively important as we go forward with businesses. So in other words, if there's a lawn care company that on their website says call for price versus one that says, if you just answer the following questions, we'll be able to give you a price right now. I'm going to go towards the latter every single time. <laughs> and that's who we're all going to go to because it's like fast, easy, um, friction-free, right? Mm -hmm. Very appealing to us. Or if there is a website that 
walks me through serious decisions without talking to a person, a human, I'm going to appreciate them more. So for example, let's say you want a pool, but you don't know what shape or size pool should I have? Like what's the right one for my backyard? Wouldn't it be nice if you could go to the website and through a series of questions that you answer, because you're really dictating this experience for the most part, at the end, you're able to see, okay, so based on everything you said here, here's the right shape, here's the right size for you. That's really, really powerful. That's self-selection, right? So self-selection is the process of essentially mimicking what they would experience with a salesperson if they were talking to them, let's say on the phone or face-to-face. And getting solutions or answers to some of these core buying decisions and also getting the major information behind it like price. So anything that has to do with a calculator or something that allows you to get a recommendation is really, really powerful. The best tool that I've seen for this for small to medium-sized businesses is called Outgrow. Outgrow Outgrow.co is the URL. I'm really, really hot on this company. They've got a ton of examples (laughs) on their website right now of things that you can build. So if you want to do an interactive quiz, now a lot of people think quizzes are for stupid social media things like Facebook. No, Interactive quizzes are freaking awesome for your business if you use them in the right context of addressing a major question that's, that a buyer would have. And so outgrow.co, check it out. There's different plans. And I think everybody needs to be thinking about, again, the core point to this is how can I replicate the sales experience that generally occurs after they've contacted me on my website before they contact me so that by the time they contact me they say oh i already know what i want you got i did that thing on your website and here's what i need right that's power yeah i love it i love it i love it that's awesome okay i'm going to hand you over to martha and she's going to talk to you about people and culture thank you that was great thank you so much absolutely (laughs) you're muted martha my dog is snoring that's why i'm (laughs) Um, so yeah I've never heard of that one and uh, I'm going to check that out responsibility that we talk about is does a lot of that not the quizzes though so I really like that Um, but I talk about employee related things and we briefly touched on um, when I met you in Tucson, when I first was introduced to the they ask you answer concept. And I remember being in the audience sitting next to somebody going, how have we not thought of this? I mean, (laughs) not to be, you know, but it was like, that's the goal of whenever I speak, I want you to say, this is so obvious. Why are we not doing it? It's like, So I went back and I, you know, made service. I addressed the, I'm afraid you're going to steal from me kind of question. Um, You know, the price, all those kind of things. Um, But then I also was like, okay, employees, what are they asking? And that's really when I started rewriting my recruiting ads around what do you want? What are you looking for? So I don't know if I do it in true 
they ask you answer form, but I am, I mean, I did do, a, I did do videos on it, but I, you know, the tone of the ad is all about what are you wanting? What would you ask about? And, yeah, so, uh, so let, me, let me say something to this, because I think this is one of the points that they ask you answer that is so different for businesses to conceptualize sometimes mm -hmm. is that we make a point in the book of it's, it's arguably more important that you say to your marketplace what you're not and who you're not a good fit for right. than what you are mm -hmm. and what you necessarily do. Every business says what they do, why they're awesome, right? Mm -hmm. But very few say, but we're not a good fit for you if, and then answer it honestly, transparently, without sarcasm, right? Mm -hmm. And that's the key, without sarcasm, right? So uh, an example of that would be me saying, you know, if you're looking for a lap pool that's very skinny, very long for your yard, well, then a fiberglass pool is probably not going to be a good fit for you because they don't get longer than 40 feet. There's mm -hmm. no hint of sarcasm there. That's right. just the truth. And that right. person shouldn't get a fiberglass pool if they want that 60 foot, eight, 60 long, eight wide pool in their backyard. That's, that's not a fiberglass pool. Okay. And so every business can and should say that, but not just on the marketing side of things. Do you say when you are talking to potential recruits through your messaging, who you are and who you're not a good fit for, right? Mm -hmm. And so just by thinking of it that way, it shifts the perspectives, right? And so an example of this is there was this, um, you know, I was listening to a book a while back and I just love this as an example because there is a trash collector in the UK, all right? And they, and they do trash collection. And, um, and they found that they, they could message to uh, guys that worked at gyms, that worked out a lot. Mm -hmm. And that's because they said, do you love lifting things? Do you love getting a major workout and get paid for it? Right. And so now it's all like saying, yeah, that's me. That's me. Right. And so they were willing to talk about who their business aligned with and also who it wasn't a good fit for. But if you don't like physical labor, if you don't like to lift, mm -hmm. if you don't like to sweat, then this is probably not a good fit for you, right? It's like, bam, that's awesome. That's right. messaging right there. And this is the same thing that's possible for recruits. Now, you think too, if when, so one of the cool things about, again, using analytics like a HubSpot per se, is you can get the lead behavior of your marketing and sales qualified leads. Well, on the other side of that, you can get your lead behavior of your potential recruits and candidates. And here's what you see over and over again. The more serious somebody is about a job, the more pages of that website they consume. That's a fact, that's a fact, right? And um, you will see that if somebody views one page of your website, a potential recruit, versus the person that views 10, inevitably, the one that views 10, that's the one that you're probably gonna hire every single time. You didn't even realize they view 10. But afterwards, you look at the analytics and you're like, wow, that's because the person was doing their legwork. They're going the extra mile. There's a whole lot about that. So this is why if you have a choice, and pretty much everybody does, it's a really smart thing to have a section on your site that's they ask you answer for potential recruits. 
brainstorm the questions recruits are asking you all the time, but not just you that are asking maybe in your area, right? So for example, if you're in a particular city, you might say, how much does the average, um, let's say house uh, cleaner or whatever you call it, right? House cleaner make in New York City, right? Mm -hmm. That's a smart cost article under the big five of the ask you answer. Because now we're talking about the financial elements of what's the average pay range? Why are some companies paying more? Why are some companies paying less? Mm -hmm. That's cost and price article 101, but for recruits. Right. So you can do that same thing. And now all of a sudden they're coming to you and saying, oh, okay, this is so great. I love this company because I was thinking about, you know, working for them, but what stood out is they were willing to, to address all these things on the front end. And that's just gonna attract more not just from a user experience side, but from a search side as well, because a lot of people that are potential recruits are searching questions about jobs, jobs in your area, specific skills, what they pay, best companies to work for in your area, across the board, right? And this is, this is something you should be thinking about. Every one of those big five that you read about and they ask you answer, the five subjects that buyers want to learn about, they're the exact same major five subjects that potential recruits want to learn about when they're researching a company or position. Here's yeah. Marcus's next book. They asked you answer for recruiting. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. It would be so easy for you to do. You have the, you have the whole formula and uh, we will happily uh, buy it and sell it for you. <laughs> I appreciate <laughs> there that. You go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I love it. I love it. And uh, I'm going to go back and relook at that because I do feel like in my ad, I say who it's not for. Um, we have a high level of accountability in my business, but uh, I'm going to go look at that again. And I, I don't believe at this current state, I have the ability to look at this applicant spent this amount of time on my website, but I want that. I mean, when you were talking about that, I'm like, that would be like 75% of my hiring decision right there. Is oh yeah. How engaged uh, I, are I, when people approach my agency and I, and, and I can see how many pages of the site they have or haven't read. I'm like, this person, they, they don't really want to work here that bad. If mm. you'd, they were on the site for 30 seconds. No, this is just, this is just a, a, another number for them. They don't know us from Adam versus the one that's like, oh my goodness, they have spent 30 minutes on the site. This is somebody that's serious, right? And it's, going, it's probably going to reflect in the interview anyway, but that's going the extra mile. And that's the type of thing that, you know, you can't always, you, you, you don't necessarily see in the interview, but it says a lot about the candidate, about the person. Absolutely. I Marcus, are you using an applicant tracking system or are you using HubSpot or how are I you just use HubSpot data? for that because I, yeah, yeah, because I have my recruiting forms. I, I use HubSpot analytics for those. Making me rethink my, my candidate page. It totally is like, why don't I have a HubSpot form on there? Yeah. Like why Marcus, am I shooting them straight I, to ATS? Yeah. Like, we're going to all have to go and redo our whole thing on Screwing her. it all up again. That's great. I love it. I love it. Mar Marcus, by next week, Martha and Michelle will have the whole thing built out. And I can't, I can't wait. I mean, you have to share it with I can, me. I can see it. 
I can see it. <laughs> yeah, I'm like that 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 right there was mind blowing on <laughs> I could see how long they spend and yeah. oh my gosh. Like don't even waste my time. We are not scheduling an interview because <laughs> Yeah, no, just think is... about you. Let me give you another example though. Let me give you another example. So businesses just straight out don't spend enough time using the principles of, of sales and marketing success with prospects and customers as they do with recruits. So for example, let's say, you know how a lot of businesses have a buying guide for the particular product or service that they sell. Well, sure. what if you had an, a, a professional guide for those that do that thing, right? So, you know, what if I created a guide for pool installers, right? And it talks about what makes a successful career as a pool installer mm -hmm. and what to look for and how you grow in it and just like all these things. And now all of a sudden I can see they're downloading that. That plants incredible seeds as for me as the recruiting thought leader in my industry. But it also shows me, because I can track that too, oh my goodness, this guy really wants to be great at their job. Mm -hmm. They're downloading a guide on how to be better at that thing. Mm -hmm. Yep, you've got another book coming. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I do have another book coming out actually next month. It's called uh, The Visual Sale, and it's a book specifically on video and going virtual as a business. And so um, I, I uh, co-authored it with um, a gentleman um, named Tyler Lassard, who is the CMO of Vidyard. Many people know Vidyard because they're using their one-to-one -one video platform, which I love and adore. So if you're not using that free one-to-one -one video platform from Vidyard or one similar to it, like Loom or Soapbox or Bonbon or any of those others, you're nuts because they're so easy to do. And, um, you know, yesterday I closed a major deal, I think mainly because of one-to-one -one video. They were just so like, this is the coolest personal touch. I'm like, you ain't got these yet? Come on, girl. But anyway, that's what I was thinking. I didn't say that, though. So the point is we should be using those things. Check it out, the visual sale. It's actually uh, available for pre-order now. If you want to become world-class with video and virtual, and virtual selling, right, which now has become major because I added a bunch of chapters right after COVID hit because I'd written it before COVID. Um, that, that'll be out next month. It's on Amazon right now. The That's visual awesome. sale. I just, put right. in my pre, I just put in my pre-order. Oh, um, nice. <laughs> so good. So good. Um, do you have, I remember, do you have any uh, like uh, downloads that you'd like to share with our listeners uh, related to impact or videos, like any lists or checklists or anything aside from <sighs> these two books? I don't know. I've got so, I'm, honestly, I've got so, the buying guides, not the buying guides, but the um, the user essentially like skill user guides we have at Impact are freaking unbelievable. I mean, you're like, I can't believe you don't charge people for those. They are world class good. So Impact is the place to go. If it, also, please, everybody's listening to this. I should mention this. Make sure you follow me on LinkedIn. Um, unfortunately, I'm not on Facebook. Uh, sorry, but I am on LinkedIn because I like happy thoughts. So that's why I stay I'm on LinkedIn. So make sure you connect with me there, everybody. Oh, we got to get him and Kurt together. They're, they, I know they're um, like, they're I know, like, I know. Mono, mono. Okay, Marcus, we got to introduce you to your, your new BFF. Uh, yeah. I love it. Yeah. Okay. So follow him on LinkedIn and go to impact. We'll drop the link this week in the homework. They have some amazing downloads that will really help you get unstuck and help get those creative juices flowing um, so that you can get through some of that. Yeah, I do. It's really, we're yeah. just 
we give away too much stuff. And <laughs> pre-order the book. And yes. pre-order the book. Okay. We'll be sure to put that link in too, don't worry. I went ahead yeah. and drop that in the comments too for anyone that's currently listening. I know Paul's listening. He said he read your last book and he was absolutely blown away by it. Did everything on his website to follow the Ask You Answer. So um, hopefully Paul will get the next book too. Awesome. <laughs> and, and, yeah. and Paul is next week's guest. What? And Paul, oh, yes, this year actually gave out his scripts for following the Ask You Answer for the maid service. He gave them out freely. He put together a whole Google Drive and he said, if you guys want to do... Yeah, it was super cool. Event. Paul's a very cool guy. Um, yeah, and he will be our guest next week. So that's awesome. Uh, do we have homework? Is that where we are? We do. Yeah, let's do yeah. homework, Tay. Okay. Well, I have about an entire sheet of homework from our conversation today. <laughs> per usual, I think I'm taking notes constantly. I'm notorious for that. But my homework for my Fight Club awesome peeps is 20 questions. Do your 20 questions. Take 30 minutes out of your day today and do it. That's all I'm asking you to do. Figure out what those 20 questions are that your potential clientele are wanting to ask you as either a business owner, as a salesperson, whatever the case may be, and just sit down and think about that. Put that into action today. So it seems small, but I know some people might just bypass that. But as we've all talked about today, this can deeply impact your business on multiple levels. So just take that time for those 20 questions. And we never do this. Marcus, we go around the board. We always say one homework assignment based on each of our areas of business. And then we tell the listeners to just choose one every week. And if they can do, implement one, they'll move their business forward. Yep. That's the goal. And I never piggyback, but Tay, it's so important. I'm going to piggyback. So it's actually going to be homework for, for marketing and for finances. Uh, but, but to get the gold star, you have to actually have implemented it by next Tuesday. So not only draft out the questions, but get them somewhere, whether it's a video on YouTube that goes to Facebook and eventually gets embedded in your website, or if you hand write them out and put them on your website uh, to, get the, to get the gold star, you need to actually have implemented them. We like gold yeah. stars. Like I'm a millennial. I need that constant, you know, affirmation. <laughs> right there with you. Yeah. And for systems homework, I'm going to have everybody go check out Outgrow. I am obsessed. I've already pulled it up. I already have the auto, you know, I've already figured out that it does link to a HubSpot. So I'm super excited. So I'm going to put oh, the link got a great there. HubSpot connector there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to put the link and let everybody kind of check it out this week because I think anything that we can have, like you said, help to replace that salesperson, that's going to help us all. So we'll check that out for homework. All right. And your homework from me is I want you to come up with 10 questions that are what your employees are asking. What are your employees asking about what it's like to work at your company or in your type of business? That's your homework. But I have homework to check out Vidyard. I used BombBomb. Uh, bomb. Didn't love it. So I'm going to check out Vidyard. I think Vidyard is definitely better than BombBomb, bomb, but don't tell BombBomb bomb I said that. <laughs> and, and also Outbrain for sure. So Cool. Love it. All right. Quote of the week. Quote of the week is, uh, we always put a quote of the week up, Marcus. So the one today is from Allie Webb and it is just start period. Don't worry that you've, that you don't have all the answers yet. So I love that one. Just start. <laughs> That's what we're going to leave you with today. Just start. Yeah. 
Thank you so much, Marcus, for joining us today. It was awesome. We appreciate your time and all the good nuggets of goodness. Yeah, thank you. It was great. So have a great week, everybody, and we'll see you next Tuesday. Connect with Fight Club for Business. Join our Facebook group where we have weekly homework, accountabilities, and an awesome community to help you fight for your business. Facebook.com slash Fight Club for, as in the number four, business. Fight Club for Business.